0: Hi, everyone. My name is Chioma. And I'm Krishanth. And we would like to welcome you to Chimu Talks.
1: It's a podcast where we just talk about things as they come about. And well, uh, it's re- really a place where we mainly post the things we discuss amongst ourselves.
0: Yes, here we talk about anything and everything. So come and join us in our conversations. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. So... In this podcast, we are talking about schools and how they feed into the industry, I will call it the industry complex.
1: It's mainly um, the interactions between our education system, how it relates to people, how it relates to the workforce, how it relates to companies, businesses, and the potential future if things keep going as they are going.
0: So to explain that, we were talking about what a potential future would look like when when humans are no longer working because everything becomes automated. Also, just a PSA, it was really hot when we recorded and we were in our car, so the AC was on blast. So please mind the audio quality. Enjoy the show. It's hot in
1: these streets, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Going, you know, getting a degree and then, you know, you know you'll given a job that was more true back then because let's be honest it's designed to give you a skill it's not designed to teach you how to tackle problems in an abstract fashion it's not teaching you any survival skills it's not teaching you any um, it's not teaching you anything fulfilling all it is doing is teaching you a trade yeah things that we don't associate with the trade, it's effectively teaching you a trade, mm-hmm. like engineering school. It's teaching you a trade. It's just teaching you how to, you know, uh, put two pieces of metal together, or you know, it's teaching you how to put two pieces of wire together to um, make something glow. Mm-hmm. Well, what we're thought is nothing greater than um, push button get results sort of a thing. Yeah. That's, that's what they're teaching that's what they're really sort of being thought children that's really what they're being thought not how this is supposed to work why are we even thinking about this problem you know mm-hmm. much more higher level much more basic philosophical stuff much more like nothing is being thought that's along the lines of why are we even doing this mm-hmm. no like that question is very much frowned upon because it's all supposed to feed into the industrial complex.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The industrial complex is kind of reaching its logical conclusion of replacing, um, replacing those trade workers, uh, your cogs in the system, yeah. with better cogs. Because ultimately, that's what in, that's what it it would do. You know, it was coming. Yeah. It's just reaching its logical conclusion. And people are fucking worried about that. Which I understand, but at the same time, like this is something that it's it's been heading up to that. Now it's time we sit down and we sort of of, like fundamentally try to understand what the fuck are we doing? Um, why are we doing this? Like not what we're doing. Like we know very clearly what are we doing. But why are we doing this? It's something that has absolutely been lost. And it's something that we will have to come to terms with when everything is being handled by not people. Yeah.
0: Like, those things are, like, the whole automation, and I like how you say not people, and I like how you said not people, you didn't say robots. Yeah. Because when you say not people, it's just like, a con- it's a concept, because, you know, it may not be robots, let's not exactly. be too focused on what it is. But you're right if it's like not people and what then, are people to do yeah what are people to do for the companies because like, i know uh i'm just gonna say robots because like that's what a lot of people have been talking about mm-hmm. but i know a lot of people that are like scared for automation because like a lot of the reasons why i hear is like oh robots will start doing it and you know robots they don't get tired they you know it'll be cheaper with robots more or less. And people are like you know companies so, companies will always try to protect their bottom line. And if it's cheaper for a robot, they are going to cut people. I don't care what a company says about we love our employees, they will cut. As a society, they will cut people because it makes business sense. But now, um, and I know we had this conversation the other day what happens if, you know, Robots can make everything. You don't need humans. Okay, so humans are unemployed. If humans are unemployed, they're not making money. Who is going to buy these products? And I don't think enough of us had had that conversation. I mean, like, like let's say even if the companies lay off everybody, and I'm not saying they will, but or even if they only hire the only people that are hireable are the people who like maintain the machines. But let's just say. 90% 90% of humanity will be worked out of jobs. Robots or automate whatever will do everything, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if we're not working, we don't get money. So my thing is like, yes, these companies have robots who do everything for them for basically pennies on the dollar, right? Mm-hmm. But if people are gone, if no one's making money, no one can buy your products. Therefore, the company doesn't make money. So it's like the Yeah. So and I don't feel like are having that conversation is very similar to what um henry ford did where you know he paid his workers enough where they could buy his cars yep and to be honest even till this day i am still taken aback by how he did it because like a lot of people argue that companies will try their best to pay their workers the least you know i'm not trying to idealize henry ford or anything but that thought of pay your workers enough so they can buy your products I'm like boom
1: like you're absolutely right in that sense and Henry Ford did uh, like he brought about a very important point that especially during that era in America's history was uh, very much defined by unbridled capitalism Mm -hmm. like absolutely no that it was basically a libertarian's wet dream Mm -hmm. zero regulations and anyone can basically do anything it, yeah. from a business standpoint you want to sell something to someone go ahead you want to break this person's leg and sell it back to them go ahead yeah no one's stopping you yeah but Henry Ford brought about a very good point there was yeah you're trying to sell stuff but if people cannot fucking afford it what are you doing you exactly. have to create a need and you have to create a um the means everyone needs food but if food was like ten thousand dollars like you know imagine like a plate of food like basic ass food is ten thousand dollars in current in the current economy no one can afford it everyone needs it but no one can afford it yeah it goes along those lines like there has to be a need and at the same time there also has to... Uh, like people also need to have the means to afford whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you're trying to sell. Yeah. So, yes, by you by using machines and whatnot, like yeah, you're cutting down your production costs as a result. You're making your products cheaper, but at the same at the same time, you're hiring fewer people, which means that fewer people are employed, which means that. There is what is happening? What I mean, what is what's happening to all the other people who are not employed? What are, are we you doing gonna, about them? How are you going to expect them to buy your products? Exactly. Like you can say, you know, those are not the people we're targeting anyway. Fine, but this creates a massive problem in society now. Like you have this huge swath of people who cannot fucking afford anything, yeah. and then you have this other group of people who are basically hoarding everything and this is not even like the crazy disparity that you see in America right now where like you have the top 0.1% who have as much wealth as 90% Mm -hmm. and then some and being in the 1% is not even what you think like most of us already are in the top 10% yeah
0: okay so quick fact and I feel like I want to fact check this and I'm only going off what Gary V, who I love, said. Um, like I understand,
1: but it it may not be very factually accurate, but it does bring up a good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. It
0: may not be factually accurate. So just to like reiterate, Gary V said, if you look at the bottom of the top one percent, you have to be making um, 440k per year if you're on the bottom at the top one percent. But it's funny. I don't know. I, I just thought that point was funny because everyone thinks you have to be a millionaire to be in the top one percent. And when you realize that, no, if you just make like four hundred and forty k a year,
1: and four hundred and forty k is a whole lot less. Yes, but technically than you million. would be a millionaire by that point. True. There's a good chance you can be a million. Like you can. Ha- like if you're earning that much yearly, you can. You'll definitely your net worth is going to be surpassing a million.
0: That's true But when I say a million People are When people say They want to be millionaires They're talking about Like they want to make A million dollars a year That's what I'm mm. talking about I don't know That's an interesting point But um I, I didn't mean to like Go off topic No 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 But um But no Like back to what you're saying Like yeah You're making products cheaper And everything But then who's gonna Like essentially Who's gonna buy it? Cause robots are not buying it That's why robots are so cheap
1: And then the whole question of value this is another conversation we had based off of what you were just talking about yeah no one's able to buy stuff like your robots are the ones creating value what do they need to be compensated with there is no the the whole concept of fair trade Mm -hmm. and exchanging goods based off of uh, you know like assigning value to goods and services only makes sense if the other party agrees with your concepts how do you trade with a rock? It becomes a similar question with robots, or at least a non, whatever is making, whatever is doing our work in the future. It may, yeah. it may just be, you know, remote control cockroaches for all we know.
0: Oh God, if it is, that's a whole nother thing. Cause like cockroaches are sentient beings.
1: They like are they're beings. like, they're, or, they're organic matter they are beings they walk around they they are sentient in a sense that they move they respond to stimuli they seem to react to things uh, are you trying they, to say so are robots if you if we go by that definition not really no no not really like it's okay life is a very complicated thing right mm-hmm. and yes in a sense yeah you could classify robots as being alive just as you could classify a rock as being alive. Sure. By this very definition, you could also say bacteria are not alive. By, by that very sort of definition, you could go about it from the other way too, right? By that very definition, if you go about it the, the other way, you will come to the conclusion that bacteria, amoebas, yeah, like you know, protozoans or um, like your bacteria are not alive. But we, do, but we do consider them alive Yeah The definition of what's alive and what is not Is very fucking vague That's true Because we can't define it ourselves But barring that Assuming we answer the question What is really sentience, you know?
0: That's true But anyway, it was just like I was just like bringing up a point mm-hmm. Of how like if it was cockroaches Because like, you know, it's organic Cockroaches are organic matter Like they're organic beings like i know people will feel a certain way because they're like oh my god if they're doing cockroaches what's stopping them from doing bears yeah you know what i mean yep but anyway that's like very i don't know i feel like okay whoever listens to this i really want to show about that like what happens when you know non-humans do all the work you know so like no one is like no one has jobs i feel like we should make this like a separate podcast episode like
1: Oh yeah, this is a very good topic to talk about the next time, is what entails that.
0: And I feel like I want to kind of start talking a little bit about it now. Sure. Okay, so, so first, let me not get out of Anyone listening to this, write a script. I'm giving you this idea, 100% free, because ideas, to be honest, are not worth much anymore. Execution is. So, I ain't going to execute on this.
1: Anymore, so, they've never been worth anything. Ideas are nicer we ascribe value to ideas because it's nice for us to you know look at them and point out like this is how it started but let's be honest a lot of ideas that people have it's not about the idea itself but you're right it's about the execution because a lot of these ideas we can actually fucking generate using a random number generator
0: yes but anyway so my point was whoever whoever has this and executes on this it'll be great we really I really want to see it and I feel like I want a TV show to do this just because with TV shows you have a lot more time than you do with movies Uh but um, I really want like a TV show or a movie or what to really show like a futuristic world where you know humans are no longer employed the only humans that are employed are the humans who take care of the machines right But humans are no longer employed, like only like 1% of the population has jobs. Now, the companies who make products, suddenly they don't have anyone to sell to, because you know, y'all fired everybody. So, I just want to see how our society would look. Because like companies do all these things so they can sell to people. But if there are no people to sell to because companies are laying off everybody and their mama, uh, companies are gonna be in deep
1: shit. Not really, think about this, you know what that probably entail? What? Think about it, think about it this way, like who is owning those companies? They, these people are now basically fucking gods, like, this is kind of, this kind of reminds me of Altered Carbon's world, people at the top, these sort of demigods. Yeah. What they are is basically really, really powerful businessmen. The reason why they are demigods is because they have amassed so much wealth through their business. Like, they have access to things that effectively make them a fucking god, you know? That's the only people they will have left to sell anything to. Oh, okay, now I'm seeing what
0: you're saying. Okay, so let me just let me make sure I'm getting this right Cause like what I was trying to say is like if you have no one to sell stuff to you're at you, you know you're you're out you're out of luck right mm-hmm. so that's what I was thinking so I'm thinking that would be a very interesting question that would right, be like a very interesting um, question is like companies try to be so cheap that they made themselves go out of business sort of deal mm-hmm. but now um, I'm seeing what you're saying like you know well if that's the case maybe these people are owning the companies maybe they won't care and maybe they'll just trade among themselves and then everybody else will just die but you know what's another interesting perspective everyone
1: else may not necessarily die as much as we will have we will end up with a situation that is very reminiscent of the three percent
0: yes Okay, and for those of you who don't know the show, the Three Percent is a Portuguese show on Netflix. It's set in Brazil. Basically, ninety-seven percent of the population is piss poor, so they live on one island, and the three percent are people who rich have all the resources living this nice island. It's very good. It's very Hunger Game esque without being Hunger Games, because you know, like, but to be part of the three percent, it is very Hunger Games. Like you have to do challenges so you can get a better life. But it's also very different. I don't know. I liked it. Let's say the only people who have money are, you know, the people who are companies and then the people who maintain the robots. Now, let's pretend that in the future robots cannot repair themselves. Do you think it's going to be like interesting like everyone's going to be competing
1: for those jobs? Of course they'll be competing for those jobs, but at the same time, I don't see why they would do that from what you're saying. The logical conclusion would be a completely automated factory floor. When I mean a completely automated factory floor, I mean something along the lines of everything that is building itself.
0: See, I didn't put that aspect. Like, I'll just say I'm just saying like pretending that robots cannot fix themselves. That there has to be, at least for now, that there has to be a human. You know what I mean? Who has to go in and configure and do that? That's why. That's why I said, um, assuming that these robots cannot fix themselves. That's why I said that.
1: Like, yeah, then of course, if that's the only job that's available to people, they will start competing for it, like, fiercely.
0: And it's gonna be very interesting. And I really, I really, I actually don't wanna see this. And if it does come to this, I feel like everybody who is on the world right now, even the baby who's gonna be born in fucking 10 seconds will be dead. And I don't want this to happen, but I'm kind of curious to see how education and is will play a part into this like because you know what i mean because like we're already starting to see colleges values diminish like the college degree does not gain the same value that it once
1: did it doesn't so, garner so, the same value and uh, it's, sometimes,
0: it's interesting to see how that would be but anyway go ahead
1: yeah um all right the whole college thing that we were talking about uh the way they're teaching uh, people is makes no sense anymore right yeah cuz they're abs- they're really not preparing anyone for anything